Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic starting now. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. And one of the things that I've done for many years, probably over 28 years, is traveled around the world and done events and seminars and theological schools and done meetings at these places, some of the biggest churches in the world, some of the smallest churches in the world, spoken and shared really from my heart, a place of connecting to God in a deeper way. And then usually I would model either healing times or prophetic times and pray for some people there. Sometimes we would activate the people to pray for each other, those kinds of things. Well, one of the places that I went to was a pastor's meeting and a ministerial gathering up in Minnesota several years ago. And and while I was there, I ended up praying. I I had a few minutes before I left on the plane. I was literally leaving from the meeting. They were going to continue to go. And I was speaking at that session to the pastors and leaders. And I said, I feel like I'm supposed to pray for somebody before I go. I taught, shared a message, and I felt like I was supposed to pray for someone. And I said, I had a word of knowledge that there was a a, a young man's name. I knew it was a young man and a date that was connected to him, which could be his graduation date. It could be anything. I felt it might be his birthday. And this man stood up and he raised his hand. He said it was me. And long story short, you're going to hear the story, I hope, on the, the podcast today. But long story short, I ended up ministering to Carl Wesley Anderson, who is the founder of Love Speaks. And I ministered to him. He was at the time at a very dire place in a cancer diagnosis and going through some horrific treatments that were really hard that God had led him on the journey to go into. I mean, it's just a really bad type of cancer and a really bad result in his system. So he had to have a really hard treatment. And so he decided to come, even though he was very sick, he decided to come to this ministerial event where I'm so glad he did because we connected through a prophetic word. And I love that when God connects you because you see someone for who they truly are and you bypass years of getting to know each other in the sense of like, you know, someone having to feel known or understood or connected. When God shows you, you can just feel it. You can just feel known. You just feel connected. And I felt it back and him and his wife and family have been partners of our ministry ever since. And we've been partnering to their vision and believing with them for what they're doing. Well, he has a series on uh, TBN right now called Love Speaks, as well as his book, Love Speaks. And it's a documentary series done by someone who's, he's just doing a master job on it. I'm going to encourage you to watch that as well. But you're going to not want to miss the story of the struggle with cancer, why he's a media missionary, some of the background as a businessman into being a missionary. Some of that, we're going to ask those questions today on the show. Hey, my fellow explorers. We have a brand new book out, and if you've ever been given a word that you're a Joseph, an Esther, a Solomon, or a Daniel, you need to learn how to hear God the way that they did. You need to have that place inside of you that connects to God, that can believe for his solutions on the world today, and for his problem-solving ability, his wisdom, his strategy. And so we've written this book called Wired to Hear, and it's connecting God's voice to your career and place of influence. You are gonna love this book. I wanna encourage you to get it today. My friend Bob Hassan, who does Exploring the Marketplace with me and myself, wrote this to take you on a journey of how to succeed in your place of career with God's voice and with connection to Him. Visit Bowles Ministries today and look up Wired to Hear or go to any bookstore you know and you should be able to find Wired to Hear. But get it, review it, and share it with someone else. 
Well, welcome to the show today. We have an Exploring the Prophetic, a friend of mine named Carl, Carl Wesley Anderson. Carl, we met several years ago. Uh, it's an event that I was doing, and I was so glad to meet you because I had a prophetic kind of moment with you. But I mean, you have this wonderful big life with just a wonderful family that I got to meet some of them and just get connected to in some ways. And I'm so happy that you're on the show. Finally, I'm so glad I have you on the podcast. Oh, honored, honored to be here with you. And uh, as we'll share in this, uh, I was in the middle of a cancer journey during that time. And uh, our, our, our friendship that began in that time has, has been something that's encouraged me greatly and my family, as we'll look into today. So super excited to be with you. Well, one of the fun parallels that we have is that we both have a show on TBN and they're back to back on Monday nights, which is really I know, cool. right now they're back to back on Monday nights. It's like you, you, you bring the ball and then you, we strike a home run together, I think, in hearing God's voice and helping people. So it's so cool. Well, and I think it's, it's cool because they, they'd asked me to do more of a prophetic type show at the time. And I, I'd finished a series called Translating God with them. And I said, I want to do a show where people really know who God is and they can hear stories of how people have heard God and met God in different ways that like God through his names, like breakthrough and provision, you know, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, they need to have a picture of what that looks like. And so I'm going to do interviews and storytelling and they, they actually liked it, but I missed, I was like, man, I, I want to provide the audience. though just that clear tool of hearing God's voice. And it was so cool when you told me, Hey, I'm doing love speaks right after your show, because that's exactly what you do. And I just think it's so cool that I, I didn't miss a step. Like I, I love that partnership too friends and, you know, connections that it happens anyways. But I want to take our listeners on a journey because you have a really rich history with God. And one of the defining moments of moving forward was a cancer journey. But even before that, how did you really come into this place of wanting to inspire people and encourage people to really know God this way? Well, that's a great question. I think, uh, I think I stumbled into the things of the spirit uh, as a, as a, I came to faith at the age of 20. And I was raised in a very traditional evangelical background. So oh, wow. our, our trinity was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Bible. You know, totally. <laughs> <laughs> right? You can relate. And a lot of listeners can relate. Like, that's how we're brought up, so many of us. And we didn't know about the Holy Spirit. And so when I came to faith, four months later, I was out in L.A. Uh, amazingly, in, in one of your prophetic words to me, you saw my alma mater that I went to. I went to USC film school for just a short window for wow. film. And nobody in the world would know that except the father. And when you said that to me, it was like the Lord encouraging me that, as you say, before time began, he had planned this calling for me, right? Yeah. And uh, anyway, four months old in the Lord, I'm out in LA pursuing film. And I got to tour Steven Spielberg's office, Amblin Entertainment. And Stephen couldn't so meet cool. me that day because he was meeting George Lucas for lunch. So I get it. Okay. <laughs> you know, Carl Anderson, George Lucas, I get it. But anyway, I was there. And uh, uh, I stumbled into this church one night through an uh, invitation of, of a waitress, a really cute waitress at this restaurant. She's like, hey, you want to come with me? We're having two prophets in town. And I went, what, what, what's a prophet? And she's like, no, really, there's two prophets. Bob Jones and John Paul Jackson. Oh, wow. Town. I'm like, I don't know who those guys are, but you're cute. What's your number? You know? So I got her number and I, it, it ends up being John Wimber's original Anaheim Vineyard. And who knows, you might've been in the congregation the night that I was there. Who knows? Seriously. That's back in the day, you know, 1990, yeah. January. And uh, I got filled with the spirit that night. And I, I, it was an experience of singing. I actually got the spirit by singing in tongues, uh, worship during the, the last portion of the uh, impartation. And I, I walked out of that meeting 
Never saw the girl again. Who knows if she was an angel? Her phone was disconnected the next day. But wow. it was like the Lord introducing me to the things of the Spirit. And as I stumbled ahead, I gave my first prophetic word like a month later. I, I received a prophetic word. One of the things that rocked me prophetically early on was my first prophetic word I ever got was a prophet that was visiting, kind of an unknown woman prophet that was visiting from Northern California to our small church. And she laid hands on me and she said, she said, my son, I've marked you and you'll never be the same again. Those words, I've marked you. I wrote that down. I didn't know what that meant. I looked it up in the scriptures. I found that marking is a sign of branding like the sheep. Yeah. It's like the Lord had his hand on me. So uh, nine months later, I'm touring Israel. And uh, I was brand new in the spirit. I thought, let's go to Israel. It's probably a good thing to do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and midnight, one night, I couldn't sleep. So I went down to the lobby. And this other brother grabbed my hands and said, brother, would you like to pray with me? I didn't know who this guy was. I could tell he was Canadian. I said, sure. So we sit down by the sea. And I remember the, the windows are open. There's a fire in the fireplace. The wind is blowing through. And he grabs my hands and he starts to pray. And he starts to pray in tongues. And I recognize, okay, he's going to give the interpretation. It's like prophecy, but it's tongues and interpretation. So I waited. And sure enough, and he says, my son, I have marked you. And you'll never wow. be the same again. Wow. So that was my introduction into the things of the prophetic. Wow. So, I mean, fast forward, you start to get really called into, did you do ministry first or were you in business or film? Because yeah, I know that comedy. you ended up in faith-based film, but like, how did that happen? Yeah. So I, I followed the Lord first into getting married. He, he called me one day, he said, uh, he talked to me, he said, find a wife and get married, start a family. And as an entrepreneur, start your own high-end wedding film business, documentary oh, film cool. wedding. Yeah. So I, I launched by faith into that and found my wife. We got literally from the week I got the word, we got married. I, I met her on the Friday. Then we got married seven months later. Wow. We started our family. Very quick. Boom, and then we started the business and we launched it. It was very, God really honored. It was very successful. And during that time, I began to travel itinerantly and uh, uh, visited Europe, I think 12 times and went to 20 nations for the Lord. And uh, it was all, it was great. It was, I, I paid for it all myself. I, I was, I was a tent maker because we were making really good money at wedding yeah. video. And, but it's, it's really amazing how, as I got going into that, I'm telling these documentary stories every day and I'm also an editor. So I'm creative. I love to create the, the films. And, and then in, as, as the height of all this, then I got sick. So I got cancer it was seven years ago this summer and, um, very, very difficult moment. Um, I hadn't yet been called into media uh, for the Lord. It was more, you know, for business. And um, that first summer, Sean, was was probably the worst summer of my life. Wow. Um, uh, I went through a major operation. And then because it was melanoma stage 3B, uh, it's a very deadly form of cancer. I mean, they're all deadly, but this one is very aggressive. And there was something missing in my body that... <laughs> didn't allow my immune system to recognize the cancer as a threat, basically. Oh, wow. So, right. So that, so they treat it very specifically with very strong drugs and they offered me five options. I'll never forget. And one of them was do nothing, just write it out. And I believe to this day, if I had done nothing, I would not be sitting here on your podcast. You know, wow. uh, I was not given much time to live. And uh, of the other four choices, what happened is one particular weekend, as I was praying about which one to go on, I had eight different contacts with God, meaning 
eight different. I had, you know, I had, I, I was, of course, I was standing on the Bible. That's the number one way to hear the voice of God. We can all agree. The word of God is number one. So I'm standing on scripture. I'll be healed in Jesus name. But then I had a living word come to me. I had a vision in prayer. I had a very particular dream one night wow. where my oncologist appeared to me in the dream and showed me which one to take. I had a providential moment with a Jewish client who had come through cancer and there he was at the right place, right time to encourage me. I had some numbers, the number five for grace on the, this, and I had that. I had media, I had a film, the Lord used. So I had eight different wow. contacts wow. and I chose then by faith, the hardest treatment of the four that were remaining. And, um, so what happened is that first year I'm on this treatment and I had to give myself a shot in the stomach on a Monday night. Oh. And then the Tuesday morning you wake up and you have a fever because you're trying to train your immune system to fight the disease. So I have a fever now, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sometimes into Saturday, Sunday, I'm exhausted and Monday I'm back on the treatment. Oh my gosh, Carl. So, right now, this is what the context of meeting you. In that first year, I endured, uh, they had to stop me twice because it was so hard on me. But I'll say the first two years, the context of the first two years, I endured 69 weeks of oh shock, my gosh. 69 oh my gosh. fevers. And uh, in the middle of that, you were invited to a special conference with a group that I'm ordained with. It was kind of a smaller event. And I was so blessed that we got you as our, as our key speaker, but I was unable to come to most of it because I was so sick. And the week that you were speaking, I had a fever most of that week. Well, Friday morning, the fever broke. That was the last day and you were flying home. I was able to only attend the, the Friday morning session. So drove to the church, uh, you know, Pastor Mike Smith well there, redeeming yeah. love and uh, I, I sit down in, in the first row on the, the left side of the stage and then you ministered. And I wanna share this with your audience because uh, I want people to be encouraged of how the father is so passionately in love with us and knows us by name, you know? I'm sitting there, you, you shared a great word for about an hour and a half, talked about your calling and media and prophetic and all of it. And then you, 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 you stopped and you said, you know, I'd really like to minister to somebody before I have to head to the airport. And you waited. Now I had already been prayed for, but not by name earlier in that meeting. And they didn't tell people that it was cancer, but you started with this. You said, somebody over in this section I'm getting the name Ethan and the date, September 20th. Does that mean something to somebody? And that's my son's oldest son's name, and that's his birth date. So I stand up. And you first thing you said to me was, are you the one that we prayed for earlier? And I said, yeah. I said, is it? You said, it's cancer, isn't it? And yeah, so the Lord had already shown you it was cancer that I was battling. And now you had my son's name and his birth date. And it was really great. In that moment, you waited, and the Holy Spirit gives you my second son's name, he said, you've got a Gideon and you've got a daughter and her name means life. Well, that's Zoe. That's her name. So oh, you awesome. named all three of my kids by first name. And it just began this very, very heaven to earth touching moment for me, really a transforming moment. But also in that word, you not, not only gave the, each of the kids a prophetic word, kind of looking at their life and their destinies, which has also helped us you know, carry through these times because kids grow and we've had some difficult moments with the kids here yeah. and there. And, you know, in those difficult moments, we remembered, no, 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 we have, we wow. have this word. We've, we clung on to it, you know, like a sword. And, um, but, but right away you, you got that word. You said, I'm seeing USC in LA. And I'm like, well, that's my film school. And 
what was so amazing about the timing of that was that was about nine months before my wife and I had a visitation and I got called into the media missionary field of what I'm doing today. So just a little bit of the journey there. And then uh, that word then was kind of a catalyst for me. Included in that, by the way, was our anniversary date. You had it written down. You go, you know, I had this written down. I thought it was for somebody else, but I think it's for you. Does the date March 7th mean something to you and your wife? I'm like, oh my goodness, that's our wedding anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like, okay, we couldn't know any more of the Father's love than in that moment. And also you prayed for an anointing for healing for me. And I honestly believe that healing prayer, it was, everybody was on fire that was laid hands on me in that moment. You had your hands on fire. I honestly believe that was one of those breakthroughs for for healing too. It's interesting because when I I remember this moment and and um and I had been in a season of like probably a year and a half or two or th- two years of just a free flow of words of knowledge, which has ebbed and flowed. But there was about a three year period total where it was just a flow. I was just everywhere I went, it was a flow. And then and then now it's ebbed and flowed, and sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Whatever. But I'm always contending for more. You know, it's I. I like what I have now, but I love when there's those, who doesn't love when it's full flow, you know? But I remember when I was praying for you and laid hands on you, I remember um, just feeling like the culmination of all the prayers you guys had already prayed, like this, this is going to happen. You're going to live and you're not going to die. And it's so cool to see you here on the podcast so many years later. It's like, and with all the projects you've done and with a healthy family, I mean, it's just, it's just such a cool full circle moment for me even and just praying for you because that was not only was a big risk to even start to try and say any of that stuff but then when you have such a sentence on your life I just knew like God you're establishing something in Carl's life I, I've thought of you ever since like I've, it's not one of those moments where you minister over so many people and you forget who they are it's like I've thought of you ever since and every time we interact or you tell me about something you're working on I'm like he's working on that because Jesus the visitation of God in your life and just you should be dead, but you're not because he chose for you to be alive. That's what I just feels like you were supposed to have a full life, but cancer tried to take you out. The enemy's like, I'm going to stop this. But now what's going to happen because the enemy didn't win. So it's just, it's just so special to hear that story again from your point of view. And maybe for our listeners to hear, it's worth taking the risk and loving people and praying and going for it. And especially people, sometimes when someone has a prophetic calling or a mantle and already established it to some degree, we don't want to take for granted those moments of praying for one more person and praying one more time. It's like, there's those moments of like uh, almost every ministry place I go to now, which I don't go to as many cause we're doing so much media, but every time I'm just looking for like, God, I don't want to miss one connection you have. I want to do what's assigned. I don't want to do just meet the need of what people have. I want to actually come here because you've sent me and, and it's an assignment. So those are just some inner thoughts that I still have for people who are really going for it and those things. But so let's fast forward now. So you, you're in that season, you're struggling with cancer. What happened over the next you know, few months? Like, tell me about, because now we're seven years in, so since you've been diagnosed with cancer and you're almost, final diagnosis, it's almost gone, but you're, you're mostly recovered, if not all recovered. Yeah, so, you know, as I said, I had those eight contacts with God right away. And I actually- So cool. I, <laughs> I know, right? I, I just, I couldn't turn the tap off. I think one of the things I'd like to minister to each of you watching this, wherever you're watching, is no matter what it is you're facing, and you might be facing a disease like this, you might be facing financial trials, tribulations with your families, your work, uh, with your nation, whatever fire you're in, I just want to tell you, Jesus is alive, and the fire in you is greater 
than the fire that you're in. Uh, so good. His presence, it does, it goes with you. You cannot, you cannot go anywhere where his presence is not already gone ahead of you and is ahead of you and behind you. And every time I would pray in the middle of the sickness or going through a fever, the presence of God was just right there with me. So I just want to encourage each of you watching, hey, no matter what it is you're in, the, the promise is never you're not going to go through it. The promise is we are going to go through trials, but he will be faithful. Yeah, with and he'll use them for our lives, which is yeah. just so phenomenal. So in that season of time when you were still in the middle of the cancer diagnosis and you were starting to move, what was the encounter that caused you to believe for faith-based film and yeah. for what God wanted to do through Love Speaks and, and the documentary stuff that you're doing? And and take us on the journey of your family too, because I mean, that, this is a long time to carry sickness in your body and ha to have a family that, you know, it's, I mean, obviously they need you too. And your wife is awesome and she's strong, but she needs you too. So what was that like on a family level? And then also what was the calling? So the kids were amazing. Every time we'd sit them down and we'd have this, you know, moment of, okay, we got to tell them some big news here. And, you know, daddy might not be okay next week. It was like, we'd sit them down and, 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 and they would hear the news, we'd pray and then off they'd go playing. It was like they handled it better than I did, you know, <laughs> so, for most of it. Some of the days, you know, my son, Ethan, that you prophesied over, uh, he, you know, he took it internally more and 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 had to work work through that. But yeah. the family got through it. My wife was amazing. Sarah, we've been together 24 years now. And she was my caregiver all the way through. Just incredible wow. woman of God uh, by my side at every moment. Um, and it, what happened is because I wrote all these ways down, I compiled them into 21 different ways and I figured out, okay, maybe there's like very common ways that, that love speaks. And then maybe there's common ways, maybe there's more uncommon ways to the wider body of Christ. So I wrote, I wrote all this stuff down. Then I wrote, I wrote the book and I was writing the book in the middle of battling the disease. And so wow. I didn't even have the title. I wrote the whole book. And then one night I had a really high fever and I'm laying in bed, and I described, by the way, way number four is the inner voice of the Spirit, very common. It's, it's the Holy Spirit flowing out of our redeemed human spirit through our mind, so we are thinking the thoughts of God without maybe realizing that they are the thoughts of God, right? Yeah. So, so I'm lying in bed, and all of a sudden, I have this flood of thoughts of book titles, and I know it's not me. That's got to be God. It sounds like me, but it's really the Lord. So I got up, went to my laptop, typed them out, saved the document, went to bed, woke up the next day, and one of them said, Love Speaks. So that's where the whole book and the everything got its title. And then you say, well, how did I launch from this, this secular business, which was going very well, into media missions? And so I'll share that. So uh, we, we, had, we reached this point where I couldn't work anymore, and we had to let our staff go. We had a staff of six, and we had to let them all go because mm -hmm. the, the business was dropping. So in prayer one day, my wife and I are, are seeking the Lord, and uh, she actually got this word from Exodus 4, where Moses was at a point of transition going into his calling and yeah. feeling a little apprehensive, like, can I speak for you, God, et cetera? And the Lord challenges him and says, what's that in your hand? You know, in your hand. And it was a staff, of course, we know. But for us, Sarah turns to me and says, honey, we're supposed to look at our hands, and God's going to show us something right now. So this is, this is, the, I had my Bible it already open in this hand. And so I'm staring down at my Bible in this hand. And as I'm looking at it, the Lord says, very good. You're still going to exhort my word. He said, but I've got something else for you. So then I'm staring at this hand. And as I'm looking at it, I see a film camera up here, a really nice film camera. So I'm looking at this film camera 
And as I'm listening to the Lord, again, through the inner voice of the Spirit, not an external yeah. uh, booming voice, just that inner thought, I get this word. The Lord says, I've called you now as a media missionary. Wow. Right? And I thought, what does that mean? So I wrote it down. I, I had only heard the term once at the time through YWAM. I think they were doing something with the news, and they were calling themselves media missionaries. But I thought, that must mean something, you know. And as I prayed about it, Sean, then I had a reminder of a vision that I got in prayer before cancer. And in the vision, if, if everyone's seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, you know, we've all seen it. Uh, toward the end, Indiana goes into that room with the old knight and the cups. Yeah. So in my vision and prayer, I go into this room, but the knight isn't there, but all the cups are there. And as you recall, some of the cups are plain. Some of them are very uh, ornate. Uh, of course, he had to find the cup of Christ, the, 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 the plain one. But I, as I looked closer, Lord said, look closer into the cups. And it was like I zoomed in and I saw a residue of like if you'd leave wine at night and a little bit of wine left over in a cup, it would dry. Yeah. It would leave that powder. Yeah. I saw that wine powder of old wine. And then I saw the Lord take this vision, uh, uh, picture of fresh water in the vision and he poured it into each cup. And the fresh water touched the old wine in the cup and it became new wine. Wow. So I prayed about the vision, and here's what the Lord told me. He said, Carl, as a media missionary, I'm calling you to go back in salvation history and pull out stories of past saints and movements and things. Some of them will be well-known. That's your ornate cups. Some of them will be unknown. As I've wow. worked on some films, I can't believe how many people have never heard of Reese Howell's Intercessor. You know, yeah. I've been to Wales. I've done the shooting. Um, whereas everyone's heard of Corey Ten Boom. I know she's one of your a fellow, one of your fans, Corey, I, I told her story in Amsterdam and I went to the her. concentration camp where she was held and all that. It's all in Love Speaks. Anyway, uh, I realized that my calling was to bring forth really compelling documentary film stories to the new generation. And that when people watch these, it's like the new water is hitting the cup. And so the, the next generation, people watching these films, as they watch them, the prayer is that the anointing of the spirit will touch them as they hear that story, or as they learn about how God was faithful to them, and that they will then receive a new calling. They'll get a new vision, and then they'll carry on whatever God gave that person in their generation. They're actually going to finish it, like Hebrews 11 says, until the return of Jesus. So it's a combining of wow. generations, wow. it's a combining really of callings, cool. and it's a release of new anointings. And that's, that's the calling that came to me as a media missionary. So this has been the Love Speaks documentary series, which is now airing on TBN. How long has this been uh, in development for? So this is the, the the fourth year now. I began by faith in 2016 writing and traveled over to Ireland and England and Scotland and Wales, all these great places. Wow. Uh, I've seen a few of the episodes, so I know like it's really cool. Like when you're traveling and you're telling the stories at different sites, it's a, just such a cool way to be present. Yeah. And it reminds you that we used to do revival tours where we'd go to places of revival and just pray there. And we would tell the story of whatever it was and then pray for everybody who went there. We used to do them even here in LA. And when I watched the show, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like I felt like it was something that fed me right away. So I really love that, but keep going. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, launched by faith. I remember uh, this is kind of a cool Star Wars story for you. And, and when we, we'll get to it later, but I have my lightsaber ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I saw the film, the first film of the, of the new series, I think it was Star Wars 7. I was watching that film with my wife on date night. And toward the end, as you know, Ray is looking. Well, the whole story is where in the world is Luke Skywalker. So yeah. spoiler alert if you've not seen it, right? That's the whole point. 
So she lands her spaceship on this really cool island, and she goes up these stone steps. And I, I'm just watching the movie, and all of a sudden, now I'm dialoguing with the Holy Spirit in the inner voice, and he says, Carl, you've been there. I'm like, I have? So I leaned in closer to watch the film. I'm like, I've been there? Okay. And then for one second, she goes by these ancient beehive huts, and then she meets Luke, and the film ends. And I'm like, Lord, that can't have been Skellig Michael uh, off the shores of Ireland. He's like, well, Google it. So I Googled Star Wars Skellig Michael, and sure enough, so here's the story. In 1993, my first missionary calling as an evangelist was to Ireland. I was invited to Ireland. Wow. And I was on my 23rd birthday, the pastor took me to Skellig Michael. Now, Skellig Michael is unique in that it's literally the ends of the earth, right? It, uh, the ancient maps, they, they thought the world was flat at that time. So the map ended at Skellig and didn't go any further. It was like darkness. So these monks took seriously the command of Christ to take the gospel and build a monastery at the ends of the earth, the end wow. of the world. Wow. That's where they built it. So as I'm watching the you know, film and then, and then I'm praying about the Father says to me, Carl, he says, I'm allowing a spotlight to be shown on Skellig Michael through Star Wars. He said, but I don't want people to get that that's the home of Luke Skywalker. I want them to know the real story that 12 monks lived and died in generation upon generation for 700 years oh on God. that site in the word of God, in prayer 24 seven, meditating in the Psalms. They had, met, they had memorized all 150 Psalms. So they're out there praying the Lord uh, in the Psalms 24 hours a day for 700 years. Wow. So the Lord says, you have to start your first film on Skellig Michael. So that's why if you go to TBN, you click on Love Speaks original series. It's right next to yours. We're, it's really cool. Our, our, we both have original series next to each other on the app. You can go right to episode one. It's called To the Ends of the Earth. You'll see me on Star Wars Island retelling the story. <laughs> That's so good. I love that so much. Well, we only have a few minutes left, and you have a lightsaber, which we joked around about, because I actually have, like, Sri bought me a real lightsaber for, not a real one, but I mean, like, a grid replica for my uh, for Christmas, which was so fun. And you pulled that out and showed me before the show, and I was like, oh, wait, what? Because you use this to teach people how to hear from God. Tell us a little bit about that. All right, so this is, uh, I use this to illustrate the inner witness and the spirit of the spirit and the voice. But the inner witness, it's very common. It's way number three in the book out of 21. And it's basically rooted in the Old Testament when, when, the, when the high priest who wore the breastplate would, would be praying and asking the Lord for the witness of should the army go forward, should the sons of Israel go forward, children of Israel, he would look down in his little pouch of the Urim and Thummim. So one of those rocks stood for truth, and one of them stood for completeness or joy. And so he would basically peer down inside his pouch and he would either see a, a stone glowing, which was an answer, yes, or he wow. wouldn't, right? So I found out the Holy Spirit taught me that in the, in the New Testament now, we have this inner witness within us, right? We have the witness of the Spirit. So he is, as we pray about things, either a red light inside our- Those of you who can't see and are listening, there's a red light right now. There's a red light right now, if you're listening via the podcast, or it, there's a- a green light, which I'll, I'll show you here. And there it was, sorry, there's a bunch of them. So you've got the red light and the green light, and the green light is the go. The green light is, let's go forward, wow. let's, let's move in this direction. And I like to share that because so often we miss the Lord's direction and the voice of God by just not sensing within, yeah. is it a yes? And if, if, there, if it is, it's gonna be a sense of joy and peace. Like, in the book of Acts, you see many times how the disciples were praying and 
they sense a joy, the joy, the peace yeah. of the Lord when they would go in a particular direction. Or like Paul is praying or this and that, they would sense a tightness or a no, that's the red light. So very simply, I use the lightsaber to illustrate, you know, pray often, ask the Lord yes or no questions. And as you do, and as you wait, you're going to get a sense of like a green light, peace and joy from the spirit. That's a different peace and joy, by the way, that we get just naturally. This is a supernatural. Yeah. Peace, supernatural. I recognize that. I th that's one of the reasons why I like love speaks and just what you're doing, because there's something about uh, the God of all universe who doesn't fit in any time or any space. He doesn't fit in the university created, but he lives inside of us. And we're supposed to have that internal relationship with them. So a lot of people who've taught about the prophetic 25 years ago and 30 years ago taught it more external. It was more like God will come upon you and speak externally. And he's going to tell you something about something, but don't attach emotions to it. Like let them, you know, it was very external. And now it's, I love that what you're speaking from is communion with God and the ways that he speaks to our instinct or intuition or discernment or connection to him. It's just so beautiful. And I think people are going to love getting a hold of your materials from this show. What's the best web address to reach you at? Wonderful. Lovespeaks.today. So literally just the word lovespeaks and then dot, not com, but dot today. That's the key site to go to. There's a number of ways to connect with our ministry there. Uh, we have a, a listener update that, that you receive. I know once a month I do a yeah. teaching on how, one of the 21 ways and I share a video clip or a, a whole film sometimes. Uh, you can subscribe to our monthly e-letter there. You can check out the book, Love Speaks. It's on sale on the site. Of course, it's out there on the other uh, places. You can find it as well. But if you, if you buy it through our ministry, it's actually a donation that goes back to help us keep going. That's awesome. Uh, there's the DVD set that's there. It's also all the director's cuts. So they're 40, minute, 40 minutes each. They're 40% longer than some of the ones out there. Wow, and hey, if you, wanna, cool. if you wanna check out the, the, the show, it is on TBN right now. And you just search uh, Love Speaks on TBN. You'll get the link right away. It pops up. Uh, kind of exciting. We're, we're in production for season two right now. It's going great. Nice. Yep. And we're doing seven more episodes. There'll be 14 episodes uh, somewhere out there in the world soon. And yeah, we just encourage people, lovespeaks.today would, would connect you to us. And we'd love to just, you know, share more about how the 21 ways, what, what are they and how the Lord speaks. Love it, Carl. Love what you're doing. Thanks for being on the show today. Sean, thanks for having me. It's been an honor and a blessing. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transcend God Mentoring, where you receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line and also your rating, reviewing and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening.